Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Man, we got a lot to get to here. Let's get to it here. Uh, You're listening to KLT and KLT HD2 and Odyssey Station. Let's do the 8 at 8. One. One. All right, let's start with the combine. D'Amico Ryan's press conference yesterday. Here is the Texans head coach on the competition over the next few years in the AFC South. Our division is is definitely really good. You think about the young quarterbacks in our division. Uh, with the Colts, the Jags, right, the Titans, and us, we all have really young quarterbacks who all have bright futures. And so really, four really good teams in our division is going to be a battle each and every week that we play each other. But I'm excited about it, right? You want to play against really the top, top top competition to see where you stack up, right? And I'm excited to see our team, right, develop and grow throughout the year and see where we end up. What's the what's the game in the AFC South you're most looking forward to next year? Ah, okay, looking forward to is a tricky way to put it. The one that I look forward to uh, with uh, with excitement and trepidation are both of the Colts games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I, I mostly I, I, out I, of Anthony Richardson curiosity than anything else. Yeah, Anthony Richardson and Shane Steichen. I think that yeah. um, you know D'Amico and Shane Steichen have played against each other now at least four times as like coordinator and or coach. Because uh, D'Amico, the first game D'Amico was a defensive coordinator. They beat the Eagles. Okay. Um, then he lost in the NFC Championship game. Yep. He uh, lost in the first game this year and then beat him there. So the four games I, that I know for certain that they played, uh, he's 2-2 two and two against them. Yeah. So the, the grudge match between those two is one that, uh, aside from the quarterback matchups here, uh, that's uh, that's going to be fun. Should be a whole lot of fun. The Texans also have a new linebackers coach. His name is Bill Davis. He coached with... Matt Burke in Arizona, and he was D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator in Philadelphia during his time there. 
It's a little familiarity with this. Uh, with he was D'Amico's defensive coordinator when D'Amico was a player in Philadelphia. In Philly, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Somebody was uh, somebody yesterday was drumming up. Uh, you could tell that they're writing some article about nepotism and coaching hires because they asked two questions of D'Amico about his process for finding coaches yeah. and whatnot. And I wonder how she's going to treat. Uh, the, I don't know how the author is going to treat D'Amico in the article because I think D'Amico has done a good job of like Matt Burke he had never met before uh, before they before he ended up interviewing him I think he's done a good job of trying to go out and you know ask around and find guys he didn't just hire all of his buddies the way yeah. some people did when they got here yeah, especially on one particular side of the football. He didn't yes. just hire a bunch of guys who had never coached in the NFL coached before. Coached at Penn State as a graduate <laughs> intern or something. Yes. All right, Combine News. Drake May will not throw. So that means the trifecta of quarterbacks at the top of this draft. I, I didn't see the way you had written it in the show prep. Yeah, I'm not going to read that on the air. The trifecta of a, of a dirty word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is the 2024 Not TV throwing. Draft. Sometimes I put those in there for you. Like, you're calling them wussies, aren't you? I am, yeah. Trifecta you are, of yes. that, yes. Okay. Yeah, 2024. Yeah. trifecta of wussiness. QB class. That's exactly what I wrote verbatim. <laughs> my, my love for C.J. Stroud is amplified yet again. Um, let's... Uh, Let's hear from Ryan Poles, Bears GM, who um, could be taking one of the trifecta, Caleb Williams possibly at the top of the draft. Um, Justin Fields is right now, as we speak, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Poles said he is going to be respectful of Justin Fields if indeed they move on from him. If you decide to draft a quarterback, what is your motivation to trade Justin before free agency starts, knowing that there might be a free agent? Yeah, again, it just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. Um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. All right, so Atlanta and Pittsburgh are the two big ones, it sounds like, right now for Justin Fields, Seth. Atlanta and Pittsburgh. Atlanta, Atlanta, where, um, uh, what's his name? Raheem Moore yesterday just basically said, I wouldn't be here if the quarterback play had been better. Yeah. Uh, with kinda, the quarterback like it, still on the roster. <laughs> and then Kenny Pickett. I like neither of those guys. I, I guess I feel bad for Desmond Ritter. Maybe he was given a raw deal. I don't know. Kenny Pickett. Uh, like no, nobody ever genuinely loved you. Even even Steelers fans who threatened to kill me, I could tell that they were pulling their punches a little bit. Yeah. Uh, when when they were defending Kenny Pickett, nobody really believes in. Kenny no, Pickett. I think Mike Tomlin hates all his quarterbacks. I think he wants Justin Fields really, really badly. I just wonder though, what is that? What is it with Pittsburgh trying trying out the Bears' sloppy seconds? Like, uh, like oh, oh Mr. Bisky, Bisky, maybe we'll make a go of it with him. Bisky, oh. <laughs> yeah. Justin Fields, we'll make an honest fellow out of him. Yeah. <laughs> an honest <laughs> fellow. <laughs> All right. Uh, the recycle bin is starting to fill up at the end of the driveway of various NFL teams. The two names yesterday, Seth. All right, let's take this from a Texans perspective. Yeah, yeah. And I know price matters in all this. Would you? Would you? Sh- uh, let's start with Shaq Barrett, who looks like he's going to get cut by Tampa Bay. 45 sacks I, uh, in like, five seasons for the Tampa Bay two, How many sacks in five seasons? 45 sacks in five seasons for Tampa 45 Bay. 45 sacks in five seasons, eight sacks in the last two seasons. Mm. And yet still, I think a good and solid player, just not as productive on the uh, the, 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 you know, the, the eye-popping stats. 
Uh, I would on a one-year deal. Yeah. You know, I totally would on a one-year deal as a veteran player than come in and be a rotational player. Uh, Jerry Hughes is uh, got to be 36 years old coming into this season, and he's a free agent. <laughs> yeah. Um, our fellow there from Philadelphia. Derek Barnett. Thank you, I'd bring Derek him Barnett. Back. I'd bring him back. I was getting very nervous about saying Derek Barnett and Shaquille and Shaq Barrett in the same in the same paragraph. I thought the exact so like, same thing. I'm like, they signed both you. these guys. Seth's head's going to explode by week five. <laughs> Barnett and so, Barrett. Um, oh, you see, if we had Shaq, if we had Shaq Mason and Shaq Barrett. Oh on the same team, man, you got job. Derek Barnett and Derek Stingley Jr. Might maybe yeah. Derek Henry. Oh boy, but Derek Barnett's a free agent too. So he like is. the you want to run a rotation. That that's another part of when I talk about holes on the roster right now. Your best three pass rushing defensive ends are all free agents right now. You know, it's um, you got some work to do. So veteran guys like Shaq Barrett, who's probably going to be 31 or 32 years old next year, um, but still a productive player, just not as good as he once was. Yeah, I would, I would be all about him coming in and being one of those on rotational a, guys. Oh, yeah, on a cheap, on a one year deal. Yeah. What about Johnu Smith? Johnu Smith, I, I feel like we've got Dalton Schultz is my current experiment. Uh, I don't want to get involved in another experiment with. I, I need somebody that's a little. John who's actually solid. gotten paid. Like Dalton would be jealous yeah. of John U. Smith, probably. Like, yeah, you actually got a big deal from the Patriots. I I got to admit, I John U. Smith was a big miss for me when I watched John U. Smith play for the Titans, and he was only getting spot duty, and he was yeah. he would make plays in spot duty. I'm like, man, if somebody gives that guy a chance to go get 50, 60 snaps a game, they're going to get somebody who's really, really good. And I was wrong. <laughs> well, you know, he might be the guy that in this offense, who knows, maybe like you're just not going to spend any money on him. Right, I don't know. Right. Like, I, people keep mentioning, hey, Arthur Smith's up in Pittsburgh. So maybe that's a reunion there. I like both with with I would feel a lot better about Shaq Barrett than I would about Johnny Smith. Same. But I don't I don't expect to actually pay more than a one year deal for either of those. These guys, guys are all recycle bin prices for me. Yeah. I, I take them on the team, but I'm don't don't repay them. You know, don't re overpay them like other teams have. Four. Four. Uh, Astros lose to the Nationals yesterday in spring ah! training, ten to three. I know no! it is what it is. I know. Oh. How much did you have on that game, Seth? It's keep coming, damn it. Um the Astros uh Kind of an underplayed story. They've been horrible in spring training so far. <laughs> they con- haven't been. A, you, know, you know you know better than that. No, 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 no. I was, just, I was going to follow it up and say my concern okay. level is a negative one on a scale of one. It's, I'm saying their record sucks. They but as far as this, yeah, looking at, zero looking at outcomes and what have you. Yeah, yeah. They, they, haven't, they haven't been winning at all, but who cares? You're not, a, you're not a true baseball fan until you act like nothing at all actually matters in right. spring training. Yeah. Right. Now, the things that mattered in this game, Jordan, first game in the two-hole, one for two, had a walk and a strikeout. Uh, Jose Arquiti, this to me a bigger story. I know Jordan in the two holes is a big story for everybody. I think you, Jordan can bat anywhere, and he's going to be an MVP candidate. Arquiti, two shutout innings. We like seeing that. So now you've gotten a couple mm. good performances from some back end of the rotation guys here early in spring training. Arquiti and Hunter Brown. And uh, Dylan Coleman, one of your bullpen acquisitions this offseason, came in and gave up five earned runs in a third of an inning yesterday. These things happen. Which is an ERA of like 100 and something. Um, so, yeah, so that was... Uh, that was your Strohs yesterday. Five. Five. Cougs win. Uh, I was there last night at the Fertitta Center. Amazing atmosphere. Lived up to the hype. If you like defense, go watch a Cougs game at the Fertitta Center. Because it's not even one of those things like Iowa football where they kind of like talk themselves into defense and like, yeah. like wearing punting on their sleeve like it's, like it's a proud thing. Like defense is actually exciting. Like the Cougs play defense to a degree where it's like 
super exciting just because they're so active, hands in the passing lanes. They block, yeah. so they do everything defensively, and it turns into some fun at the other end, like a lot of easy buckets at the other end too. It's probably the, the same way as like uh, like back when Syracuse was in their Syracuse most Syracusean ways. Like watching that defense was fun, yeah, because it was limbs everywhere. Limbs, you just see you see limbs everywhere. So if you bet on this, if you bet on Syracuse, you're like, oh, I like all these limbs and lanes. There you go. They got some long bigs for sure. The yeah. uh, the Cougs do. Um, Kelvin Sampson, like honestly, I, I feel like maybe over the last stretch of four games where they've had some pretty damn impressive victories, the fact that, that they came out and did not play well, didn't get awesome performances out of their stars offensively, yeah. but went out where it would have been easy for this to be a letdown game. Yeah. Super, super easy. Yep. And, yeah, they came out, and they were gritty on defense. And, yeah, like Shed goes, what was Shed, two for 11? Two for 11, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it didn't matter ultimately. Now, if, they, if they'd been playing against a top team like that, it would have been tougher. But they had, like, they had three really, really brutally competitive and impressive games um, over the course of a week. They come back, you're ranked number one overall. That would be classic trap game, and it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Kelvin Sampson's got a great chance at Coach of the Year. Like, I mean, it's number one team in the country, so they're a good team. But the step up in competition to the Big Twelve and they're going to win the conference is is pretty remarkable. This is one little thing since this is a theme now for a couple of days on Kelvin Sampson being old school in a lot of ways, and and I'll, I'll stick up for these Zoomers because they do respond to tough coaching and tough love. You always got to balance it, right? Like yeah. Kelvin Sampson's tough. But he acknowledges, quote, our kids are exhausted mentally and emotionally. We've got to get them refreshed. Okay, that's good. And the best way to get refreshed is with suicide. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Burpees. The whistle. Yeah. <laughs> Six. Um, this was a late game. What do game. they call Sorry, Sean. What yeah. do they call suicides now? I'm sure they don't call Probably them suicides. Probably not suicides anymore. Yeah, yeah. I have 100% guarantee. Something more politically suicides. correct. Yeah. yeah. Ouchies. They call them ouchies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These, weren't these suicides before? Yeah, got canceled. You're allowed to round. You're allowed to round the the corner and just get close to the line. Yeah, yeah. Just don't yeah. don't feel obligated to touch the line. Just kind of you know get close enough and then fine. come right back. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Um, Thunder one twelve, Rockets ninety five last night in uh, in OKC. I don't know much on this game. This game started at 9, and I got home from the Cougs game, and I was exhausted. So I didn't see any of it. I just know that I'm going to guess that Ime Utoka was, was very upset after this game and that defensive effort was an issue at times. Shooting the basketball was an issue. They lose 112 to, uh, to 95. Seven. All right, a couple more here in the, uh, in the 8 at 8. Um, the NFL Competition Committee is uh, – we're at that time of year where they're going to start taking a look at ways to improve the game – um, one of the things that the competition committee is going to pitch is the rule change for kickoffs yeah. that that models the XFL model um, in which the kicking team lines up at the opponent's 35 and the return team lines up at the 30 with only the kicker and returner allowed to move until the ball is touched. It's basically, I know that's a lot to visualize when you're in your car. I, I think just to net this out, it's a way so that there's not 11 guys running at top speed at guys. Yeah. They don't get nearly the head start that they get, uh, or they wouldn't get nearly the head start they currently get under the kickoff rules. So if you're asking, like, wait a second, didn't they already uh, wussify the kickoff enough? Yes. Of, of, of 2,698 kickoffs last year, only 587 were returned. Dude. 
with yeah. 1,970 touchbacks and 92 fair – remember, fair catches. Fair catches were a thing, thing yeah. On kickoffs. 92 fair catches. It's a banner year for fair catches on kickoffs. <laughs> on kickoffs, yeah. Welcome yes. to the party, fair catch. <laughs> um, the issue is that it's still like the highest percentage – uh, injury Injuries. play in football, so yeah. that makes that makes sense. I get it. I get it. I didn't like it when they wussified the kickoff rules. I like kickoff returns, and yet, like it was one of those things. Like I found myself when Kaimi Fairbairn just kicks it out the back of the end zone six times a game or whatever it is. I'm like, nah, okay, first and ten, let's go. So, um, this would be interesting if they did it this way. If they line the guys up like right, practically on top of each so other, they're right on top of each other, yeah. and then there's a kick, and then a yeah, okay. yeah, we'll see. Eight. All right, eight. Um, I'm going into business for myself here a little bit, but uh, Survivor premieres tonight. I've never watched a single episode of Survivor. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. preface it by saying this: this is the 46th season of Survivor, and the reason I'll be watching is because my my daughter's boyfriend, longtime boyfriend, who it's you know it's probably heading in that you know in that direction where eventually we'll be family. Don't put any pressure on the kids. It'll son. be fine. It'll be Jeez. they'll be good. Um, he is one of the 18 Survivor contestants, Charlie. We played some of the so audio from this. his intro video. You're yeah. excited? I'm excited for it. I am really, too. I'm invested in this. I want him to do well. Have you um, Have you ever watched Survivor before? Uh, we did. Brandy and I watched like the first few seasons. That's what I see. Everybody really I've asked it. who's watched it says, you know, I used to watch it all the time. And I've yet to watch. I've yet to ask anybody. Maybe it's an age thing. I'm asking people that are you know in their forties. Right. And 50s. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I would imagine it's like anything else. I mean, it's it's an investment. You know. Yeah. It, I remember. I didn't like. Um, I didn't like when it started to get in super cutthroat. And there, I, like in the first few seasons, I don't, I don't think there was much of like backstabbing and selling people out and everything. And then it became people like people that were fans got really good at playing the game and the Machiavellian side of things. I, I didn't really like that part. I don't like betrayal. I generally, yeah. uh, I'm not a fan of it. And yet your future son-in-law potentially now is uh, hoping to major in betrayal. He is. And if he does well in this game, he'll be the best at betrayal. <laughs> he's the, the kid that's going to marry your daughter. He's done an interview where he's talked about utilizing the tribal council to his to his advantage, he's a future lawyer, so that that's either going to get him to the final, to the very end, or he'll be eliminated Dude. by nine o'clock tonight. He's lucky; he's such like a sweet faced kid. Like I'm sure, I mean, they'll eat him alive on the show. But uh, in terms of America liking him, yeah, the, the future lawyer from Harvard. That like you you got eight checks against you immediately. If he showed up like some smarmy little like uh, you know smarter than I'm smarter than you and I know it type of guy, he'd get destroyed by America. I think America's gonna love him. Yeah, I, well, he's leaned heavily into his fandom of Taylor Swift, which has already paid dividends for him. He's been that's, in multiple that's articles. Be a polarizing one. It yeah. can be, but I, but he's got a very loyal big group of people behind him with these damn Swifties. You know, I didn't realize he was part of the Swifty cabal. Big time. All right. yeah, yeah. I saw that on the teaser for the show that too. That Judy. There's a picture of Judy at the very end of this trailer. She made the cut, man. Yeah, she made the boy. She was so excited. She thinks she's a big star now. At the end of the, she's on a trailer for a 1.8 seconds. At the end, she's like, "I'm a big star." <laughs> she getting recognized in airports? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has to wear a hat now, so she some people don't bother her. How right. do her knees feel and everything? Because she was like a her like her joints. Because she was a for those of you who don't know, she was a cross country runner in college. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think she feels good. No she compl- never had any issues or anything. No complaints. No, no. Yeah, she no no major injury issues for her. I guess I always forget about that. Like they're not like normal joggers or something. <sighs> no, they they're they like they float along the earth. It's incredible. Going, yeah, running 
five minute miles like it's no big deal. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. I don't know. I don't want to look at the results <laughs> yeah, of the paternity test. Your either. genetics is all it yeah, is. I don't, yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all I know is she shared a womb with a kid who's way more like me she, athletically. Yeah, no, Sammy's. She was twins with James, Sammy. James, James, James. Excuse me, yep. James. Yeah, yeah. And James and Sammy look like you. Yeah. So yeah, that's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's, good, it, it works go. out. Um, all right, uh, John Harris. He is at the NFL combo. We're going to try to pry Johnny away from the player press conferences for about 10 or 15 minutes. Um, get Johnny's thoughts on what he's looking for this weekend at the combine. Early thoughts on free agency for the Texans, especially in light of uh, franchise tags starting to get handed down. John Harris joins us next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Let's go out to Indianapolis to the NFL Combine, or as our next guest likes to call it, Disney World. John Harris, Texan sideline reporter, draft analyst extraordinaire, footballtakeover.com, the place to go to for awesome draft analysis. Johnny joins us live from Indy. Johnny, how are things in Indianapolis, man? Uh, things are fine. I am uh, looking at my orca. Uh, that would be Leatu Latu mm. uh, from UCLA. Um, so that would be the whale, hopefully, that we uh, end up with in Houston. Okay, well, you're, maybe you're answering my, my very first question right out of the shoot then because I wanted to lead in here. Like, the players are starting to meet with the media today. They start working out tomorrow. Um, give us one name on offense and one name on defense for the Texans that you are super excited to dive into these next few days. Man, uh, boy, you know, the corner group, and there's been – you know, I've, I've listened to you guys from afar, and, you know, there's been some talk about whether they're going to do a corner, and this is a pretty deep corner group. And I think I'm really curious about how this group works out, how it runs. There are a lot of, there's a lot of depth and versatility in this cornerback group. Um, I, I love Quinion Mitchell from Toledo. Uh, he's, my, he's my top cornerback on the board. I'm curious to see uh, how he runs. There's a thought he could run in the low four threes. He had a tremendous senior bowl. Uh, I'm really excited to look at to look at him. You know, just some of these guys on the defensive line. I want to see what Tavondre Sweat comes in at. Um, you know, at the Senior Bowl, yeah. he walked past the scale and just said, "Nope, not getting on it." Um, <laughs> so I'm curious to see like what his uh, what how, he how much he do you think he in. weighs? How, how much? Do you oh, think he, he was three. He was he was not a biscuit short of 370 uh, at the <laughs> Senior Bowl. I can promise you that. Um, oh, he was man. 370. So 
I think, Seth, he gets down to 345, 350. He's got an opportunity to be a really good player. He'll be conditioned. He can stay on the field for three downs. Um, so, uh, you know, he's he's got to get his weight down. So we'll see whether he's able to do that. At the On offense, I'm going to give you one because there's been so much talk about running backs. I'm going to give you a guy that not a lot of people are really talking about. So I just went Landry and John. No one's talking about guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Wright from Tennessee. I really kind of off my radar screen. He was supposed to be at Senior Bowl. Didn't show up. I started working on guys that were at the Senior Bowl that I had a chance to see. And so I'm going through my running back list. And I'm like, oh, man, hey, Jalen Wright, let's go get some film. Let's study him. And one of the first games I watched, he took off on a run and, and popped a seam and was, holy cow, he's running away from everybody. So when looked it up, oh, yeah, he runs like a 6.55, 60-yard dash or something, 55-meter dash. Well, you know, set a record indoor track. Um, like, whoa. Let's check this guy out. Apparently, he registered 23 miles an hour on a GPS. And that's a running back not a lot of people are talking about. He's 5'11", about 200 pounds, and could fly. And, you know, if you want to add a home run hitter to this this offense, you know, maybe Jalen Wright is a guy you can get in third round. Uh, but he runs in the 4'3 range, as I expect him to, because he's got track speed. Uh, you may not be able to get him in the third round. Um, but, man, that's a guy I'm really excited to see from out of Tennessee. Just didn't pay a whole lot of attention uh, to him throughout the year, paying attention to Cody Schrader at Missouri and some other running backs. But Jalen Wright, a guy with, with decent size for a running back and then able to have track speed, um, he's going to be really fun to watch, I think, uh, at the combine. So those are just a few of the guys that mm-hmm. I'm kind of paying attention to what they do this weekend, kind of off the beaten path, if you will. Mm-hmm. John, if uh, if Leatu Latu, the edge rusher from UCLA, was available at 23 and, and somehow Byron Murphy – the defensive oh. tackle from Texas was available at 23, which is yeah, – because I know you like both those guys. Which one would you take? Well, I've got Murphy rated a little bit higher. Yeah. The thing about it is I think some of it – and, you know, everybody hates the word. Well, it depends. I, I think it does depend a little bit on what they do in free agency, Seth. I mean, if they go out and, okay, well, they got a good deal and they're able to sign, uh, you know, a defensive end. Maybe they, maybe they re-signed John Grenard and they were able to sign another defensive end. Okay, well, maybe Latu is not as important – at that point, as Byron Murphy is, but they're 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 pretty close in, in my estimation. In fact, in my Paris 100, that hopefully will be done in the next next few weeks, my second or third iteration, I think they're really close. Like one's 14, one's 16. So I think pretty highly of both of them. Uh, Murphy is one hell of an athlete. Could go and play fullback or tight end on your offensive goal line sets if you need him to do that. Um, but inside, he's just a destroyer. I mean, he started his career at DeSoto and like a running back, and then he moved to a linebacker, then he got to Texas and, you know, ended up being most dominated defensive tackle, I thought, in the country last year. So I would probably lean Byron Murphy, but if they don't sign, re-sign Grenard or sign a defensive edge player that really is kind of of, you know, the, the top shelf that they're going to need, and Latu sitting there at 23. That's who I ended up going with in my mock draft, footballtegro.com. I did a two-round mock, and I went with Latu, Latu for the Texans. And I love him as a pass rusher. He's got such skill, and he's got that Euro cross-chop move, yeah. jump-through cross-chop. I mean, it's fun to watch. When he hits it, holy cow. Um, and when you see him up close, you're like, this guy's doing that move? Like, he's 6'7". And, I mean, he's legit. He was towering over me when I was talking to him at the Senior Bowl. So I would probably go Murphy – because I just feel like you've got to be strong inside, and I do think they'll sign somebody on the edge. But if they get something signed with somebody interior-wise, then I'm going Latu, and I'm feel I got Latu, and I've got Will Anderson. Man, over the next three, four years, I'm going to be dominant off the edge. 
Well, that's what, you know, and D'Amico is pretty open at the end of the season about saying they're, they're going to spend resources on defensive linemen. So that could mean draft picks. That could mean yep. free agency. Do you feel pretty good about there being at least one really, really promising prospect available at 23 by the time they get there at defensive line? I, I do, because I do think there's going to be a run on quarterbacks, there's going to be a run on wide receivers, and there's going to be a run on tackles. I feel like those are the three positions where there's going to be a run now because there's there's depth there and there's quality players there. So I do think there's going to be some team that steps in and says, "Look, we're going to go get it. We're going to go get Byron Murphy. We're going to go get Latu because all these other teams are kind of pushing him down the list." And you know, maybe I don't know Indianapolis is sitting there at 15, and there's all this talk about corner, but then all of a sudden somebody leaves Byron Murphy on the board. They've lost Grover Stewart. And they're like, you know what? We're going to take Byron Murphy because everybody's taking wide receivers, tackles, and quarterbacks. And so they're going to jump in there. You hope they don't, um, but they may end up doing that. But I think it's going to push at least a few of the edge rushers down to uh, the Texas at 23. And it just kind of goes to show a little bit the fact that last year, when I did this draft stuff last year, I looked at it and said, it's a four-player draft. It's Bryson, CJ, and it's uh, Will Anderson, and it's Jalen Carter. Those are the four elite players in this draft. But I always look ahead. I knew in the 2024 draft, even if everybody declared and everybody went out in the draft as was supposed to, it was going to be an offensive player draft. There was no Will Anderson in the 2024 NFL draft. Even Latu, as much as I love him, Latu is not the number three overall pick in this draft. You had to go get Will Anderson last year because he was the best defensive player, not only in that draft, but he's going to be the best defensive player in the next couple of drafts. Mm. So making the move and looking ahead a little bit helps you because you knew. And, it, and I think it's going to work this way for some teams with quarterbacks because they're going to look at the group of quarterbacks for 2025 and go, oh, no, 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 we need to get a quarterback this year because if you've got to rely on a young quarterback next year, you're talking about Carson Beck, potentially, Quinn Ewers, Texas, and that's where it really stops. Wow. And then you kind of like, man, we're, we're, you know, so if you're looking for a quarterback, you better be thinking, I got to get one this year. Or I got to go out and get a free agent. I got to get my quarterback this year because next year that's not going to happen. And I think that's what happened last year with Will. I think the Texans looked ahead a little bit and said, there's not the defensive game changer in next year's draft. We can sit here and hang on to this pick. And if we're good as we think we're going to be, we might be drafted in the 15, 20, 25 range. We aren't getting that defensive player that we're going to get like we could with Will Anderson. So mm. if you look at it and take it all in totality, it was a smart, even smarter move than we thought. Um, because I do think the defensive players in this draft are going to move down, down, and down, which is going to make the Texans happy at 23. Yeah, the will trade worked even independent of that, but that's a great, great backup reason to to continue to argue on behalf of it. John Harris joining us live from Indianapolis at the Combine. All right, so Johnny, one of the things that Seth and I have allowed ourselves to do is look at some of these mock drafts and watch Brock Bowers drift into the teens in some of these <laughs> mock drafts. So I ask you, <clears throat> have you allowed yourself to envision what – Brock Bowers would look like in an offense with C.J. Stroud, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins. And at what point, if Brock Bowers begins to drift into the drafts, would you ponder moving up to go get him? Or would you ponder at all if you were the Texans? Am I? Are we crazy here? No, not at all. Um, I think what's happening with Bowers is kind of the NFL. It really has nothing to do with Bowers, to be honest with you. I mean, Bowers is probably going to run in the 4-5 in the range. Um, he's 245 pounds. He can play any of the quote-unquote tight end positions. He can play Y, H, F. He can do pretty much anything that you want him to do as a tight end. Man, there's some dude on the Raiders network that is just losing his freaking mind. He's driving me crazy. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I would too if I was on the Raiders network. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, he's um, 
I, I would absolutely entertain the thought. I think that when you look at the franchise tag of like $12 million, and then you think, okay, Kyle Pitts is with the Falcons, right? He was the fourth overall pick. Well, what's his number going to be in his fourth and fifth year? It's going to be well beyond that franchise tag number. So I don't think – I think NFL teams are looking at it going, wait a second. Yeah, he's a tight end. Maybe we should think about what the true value is. And I also think that quarterbacks and tackles are going to push him down the board. And they got these wide receivers, so they'll push him down the board. So I think that Bowers is going to end up, even though for me he's going to be like player number five or six in my Harris 100, I think he's going to end up falling into 14, 15, 16 range. And then those teams that didn't make the playoffs are thinking, man, are we one player away? Man, I don't know if we can do that with Brock Bowers. And so now all of a sudden he's now in the 18, 19 range. That's when I start to think, okay, Nate, get on the phone, make some calls, and see what you can do. Because I think this offense with Brock Bowers ends up being a total – different dynamic and really really fun i mean we've been talking about okay which wide receiver would fit in between tank and nico and then you think boy what would the ultimate x factor in brock bowers fit in between i mean it'd be a field day i mean georgia used him in so many different ways georgia used brock bowers like san francisco uses debo samuel they would run him on sweeps they threw now screens to him they used him as a blocker and bunch sets. I mean, they used him the exact same way that Debo Samuel was used in San Francisco and obviously put the connection together. Bobby Sloak is in San Francisco, uh, blah, blah, blah. I absolutely think if Bowers is kind of in that 16, 17, 18 range and he's still there, I do think that you start making some calls and seeing what it would take to get up and go get him because you talk about it, a chess piece that would change things. Like he's George Kittle probably without the great blocking. He's a decent blocker, but I think he becomes even more dynamic as a pass catcher mm. in that offense. It would be fun. John Harris thinks – okay, good. Johnny, you know I value your opinion. I like hearing that. All right, yes. so so we uh, – John Harris live from the Combine in Indy. Um, so we got Nick coming up today at noon, I'm assuming. Are you guys getting Nick on Texans All Access as well? Yes, we are. Okay. Absolutely. Um, he is uh, – we had D'Amico last night. He yep. was great. And uh, Nick is coming up tonight, so we'll have him fresh out, to, uh, out of the shoot at 6 o'clock tonight. All right, there you go. So 6 o'clock tonight, be listening for that. Uh, at J. Harris Football and, of course, footballtakeover.com. Go there. It's, uh, it is well worth it. Johnny's got great stuff on his website there, footballtakeover.com. Texan sideline reporter and NFL draft analyst extraordinaire John Harris. Johnny, enjoy Indianapolis, and we'll see you when you get back to Houston. Appreciate you making time, my man. Absolutely, boys. I appreciate you having me. We'll talk soon. Take All right, care. you got Bye-bye. it. Thanks, Johnny. See ya. That's John. That's the great John Harris joining us here on uh, on Payne and Pendergast Sports Radio six ten. All right, so he Seth he likes he likes the Bowers plan. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. It's hard not to get excited. It's just uh, I feel like it's a uh, it's it's so it's a pipe dream. That, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a, a pipe dream. Is yeah, what it's, it is. it's a that's pipe it. dream, yeah. but it's fun to think about. Um, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Um, let's um, let's circle back to D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, some coaches, they have started more and more not to go to the combine. I think D'Amico Ryans gave a window yesterday into the exact reason why he goes every single year. Something he had to say about what they seek, the Houston Texans, in their future Houston Texans. We'll have that for you coming up next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, um, D'Amico Ryans is, uh, I won't say he's part of a dying breed, because I think most of the coaches still go to the Combine, but um, there are coaches who are continuing. Uh, you know, the list is, is dwindling. Robert Sala doesn't go... Sean McVay is not going this year. Mike McCarthy doesn't go. D'Amico Ryans is there. And I think if you're wondering why, like, I, I know I would want to be there. I would want to talk to guys face-to-face as opposed to on Zoom. That's just how I like doing business. Yeah, I guess the more relevant question is, okay, why not? Because there's still the extreme minority that doesn't go. Robert yeah. Sala, uh, Sean McVay, and Mike McCarthy. And I think a, a lot of it, from what I've read, with various guys are going to have their own reasons. But the scouting combine, kind of the scouts can do their thing and, like, be get all the information they need and have their time with the interviews and everything. So where coaches can work on bringing the new coaches into the fold, getting ready for practice, all of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, there's, I've thought about this and I'm like, okay, am I being, am I being grumpy old man and thinking the coaches should go to the combine? I would say no. And I think that D'Amico backs me up on this on on exactly what value you can get out of it. Yeah. Here's D'Amico on, I I think something he said about approaching free agency resonated with me about what this week means to the Texans. When you talk about free agents, when you have that firsthand look of the guys who you've spent day after day with you know them you know their strengths you know their weaknesses right you know everything about the player you know how they are when things get hot and heavy like how do they handle it so i think there is an advantage to man i know exactly who this guy is i know exactly how he will respond as opposed to reaching for someone you may on another team that you may not have much info about uh so there's a lot that goes into it's like while we're here at the combine we're trying to gather as much information on these players and their backgrounds as much as we can to identify who they are as a person, right? And in the free agency process, it kind of gets sped up, and sometimes you miss out on truly figuring out, man, who is this person that we're bringing into our building? So for me, it's always person over player, right? And bringing the right person in is uh, is of high importance to me. Yeah, and I just think it's better, that's better served doing it in the same room talking to somebody than it is over a Zoom call. I just think you get a... Whoa. You get a better feel for it. Yeah, it's. Um, I think in, in the free agency, obviously, is a whole different beast than in the draft because there's so much projection that goes on in the in the draft. I think in um, uh, the 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 dicey thing is that, like it is in any business, you can also read too much into an interview, and you know, people. It's a different environment than the actual work environment. I care about it for quarterbacks. I think the interview really matters for quarterbacks because that's actually like. 
that's the kind of artificial environment that quarterbacks find themselves in all the time. Yeah. And there's a certain charisma that I, that most good quarterbacks have that, that you can sense immediately. So I like as far as defensive linemen go or anything, especially defensive linemen, I don't I don't care. You know, I like some of my favorite That's true. awesomest teammates were horrible, horrible personalities. So like not not bad people, but just bad personalities. Some of them were like the, the funniest guys on earth. There's just no telling. I'm probably projecting my previous life into this opinion a little too much yeah. where as I, you know, as people who know my background, I've interviewed hundreds of people for jobs back in the day when I was in sales. That actually is an environment where you're like, okay, I do want to see how this guy does in an actual interview since, you know, a sales call is kind of basically a sit down interview with somebody. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, obviously like the, the, sh- the, the, you know, the, 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 the shoe is on the other foot when you're doing a sales call, but like you want to see how they present themselves in a professional environment kind of thing. And you're right. The other, not as uh, applicable in football, probably Landry's Landry's point about not going is, uh, I, I disagree on, with him on one. He had texted us. He said, McVeigh had no picks. Solomon McCarthy's nerdy. <laughs> I don't know if he wants me to read it verbatim. Basically say they, they don't have a lot of say in, uh, what's going on with personnel. That's how I agree with that. Um, I think with the whole thing about the Rams, though, is that they've had a boatload of picks in draft picks. They just have, they've traded away some of their more premium draft picks. So I, um, I, I think there's – because, honestly, the, guy, the, first in, the first rounders and the second rounders, you're going to see those guys at their pro day and everything. Yeah. A lot of the mid-round picks are what's more important for the, the combine environment. I, but, yeah, I think the separation between – the separation between the coaches and the personnel people in some places is way more stark. With and the point Landry's making, I think, is that with the Texans, look, D'Amico and, and very Nick involved have a very close relationship. Yeah. I think when it comes to this stuff, no, and they, they respect each other's opinions. It's a fair point. I guess what I would want to know is that the guys who are staying home, like, what are you actually doing while you're back in Florida yeah, Park, McCarthy New Jersey? Doing? Yeah, like McCarthy, honestly. who admitted to lying to Jerry Jones about having watched every snap of the Cowboys and uh, as he was interviewing for the job. Yeah, who had an expose done by Tyler Dunn a few years ago about how the dude loved to just go get massages when he was the coach in Green Bay at various times. To be, to be fair to McCarthy, it was he had some kind of a back issue and he was getting like a like a. A non-Deshaun Watson type of massage. Fair enough. I'll eliminate what I just that. said. I still think McCarthy's yeah. probably sitting at a donut shop right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a reason he's got a back issue. It's, yeah. a, it's not because he was running too many right. miles per right. week. I'm not okay? here to fat shame yeah. the guy. I just don't think he's doing anything productive as we speak. Did, uh, did you hurt your back power cleaning there, McCarthy? Is that uh, is that what you did, huh? Yeah. Sure looks like it. <laughs> you just squatted a little too heavy last week. Chiseled yeah. from stone, this guy. Um, here's D'Amico Ryans on um, C.J. Stroud. When did you first really get the sense that Stroud was as even-keeled and calm as he is? Well, it started right here at the combine, right, where you were evaluating young players. Right? You see C.J. come into our room in the formal interviews and just see, you know, he had that calmness about him, right, in the room. And you can tell, for me, I can tell instantly, like, if a guy, you know, has what it takes. And I, I saw that in CJ when he first sat down and he began to speak to us about his background, right, and his college experience. And then you see, right, his teammates and how they spoke about CJ. I remember being here last year and every Ohio State uh, teammate that sat in our room, they spoke highly of CJ and the type of leader he was and what he meant to them and the things that he did to those guys to help them. So it's, uh, you can't hide, right? Your true character always will will show, and it showed that CJ was a, a really great guy, raised the right way, and he was the same guy throughout the entire year. 
he didn't change, right? And that's a true testament to his upbringing, his family, his parents, and the way they raised him. See, I, I think for me, Sean, the, the reports from other people is always way more important to me than the actual interview with the guy himself. Sure. Because you know, you know I bet is awesome in interviews face-to-face, Sean? Johnny Manziel. I bet he I bet he would meet people at the combine and be like, oh man, what a what a charismatic dude. Yeah. His teammates all love him. Why do they love him so much? Because he's Johnny Football. Well, he's like, also it, really good at lying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Right. So but when it comes to what do people say about him, yeah. you know, what do people say about that player and what do the teammates say, there's a different level of you know, reading between the lines. Yeah. That everybody remember Connor Cook. They had a couple of his offensive linemen come out and say, no, he's a fantastic fella. Connor Cook uh, wasn't uh, a captain. Remember, that was a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was like, but like even his offensive linemen yeah. were going to throw him under the bus. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you don't want to look like a jerk yourself. I think that with CJ, there was more actual stories about how exactly CJ operated and what made him different perhaps than other quarterbacks. Um, I think that's that part's valuable to actually – get get the the feel a consensus on how a guy's teammates feel about him if it's over the top yeah this guy's just different i still think there's a chance the texans had cj number one on their board i do i hear stuff like that and i like the because all the rumors were they were going to take bryce young and they had the number one overall pick yeah um you know i think they knew they were going to be picking second so they probably knew they were going to be taking cj stroud i wonder if they if they had the number one pick and they truly had to like get super introspective about it or get really start to dig in um, if if they wouldn't have arrived at C.J. Stroud with the number one overall pick. I don't know. Um, I'm just glad he's I mean, the quarterback The biggest now. thing with Bryce, honestly, the biggest thing with Bryce that I wondered about still is there are a lot of anonymous scouts or what have you or people that aren't in the game anymore that could easily overlook Bryce's size. That's a whole different story when you're up there with your finger on the nuclear button. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just uh, it, seeing Bryce Young in person and, uh, and maybe and not, not to mention just listening to him talk. Um, is that your leader of men? Right. I don't know. I don't know. And I think that there are more teams probably than whatever the anonymous executive polls and everything would show that just flat out at the end of the day would, would, would have preferred to go with a more prototype-looking guy. It didn't help Bryce this season because I would watch a lot of Bryce's post-game press conferences just to see how he was handling things. Yeah. That's one of the kind of the things I'm always intrigued by. Like, how do guys who won constantly in college handle losing at the professional level? What he didn't help himself with is his basic – his go-to sort of attire for post-game press conferences was a sleeveless T-shirt. He like looked he, like he should have been out playing uh, under the pavilion. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, at the very least, like playing basketball under a pavilion in the summer or yeah. something. You know? But definitely a teenage boy. Yeah, dude, put uh, a hoodie not, on or something. Or put a, you know, yeah. put a, put a, a button-down shirt on. Like, he's got, sleeve, he's got his tiny little bird arms popping out of a sleeveless T-shirt. Oh, oh, that. Yeah, a yeah. A mopey yeah. look on his face because he yeah, just Yeah, I didn't lost. think about the small arm part yeah, of it. Yeah, dude, he's got his skinny little arms and his baggy sleeveless T-shirt. I'm like, you look like you're 13 years old with a fake mustache and beard right now. Like you're just got, like you're trying to go buy beer. Like see, that's he does he, have the facial hair of somebody who's trying to look older, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's got that. For his buddies. Yeah. He's got that convenience store mustache. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. All right. Uh, Derrick Henry versus Saquon Barkley. If you missed it earlier, Seth puts together a phenomenal. If we were arguing this in court, I would want to be part of Seth's legal team arguing the case for Derrick Henry 
over Saquon Barkley for the Houston Texans. That is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.